You are listening to your auntie's favorite DJ, DJ Treacy Tree. Welcome back to What the Pod. My name is DJ Treacy Treese, and you are listening to episode four. Count it one, two, three, four. Thank you for tuning in again. For those who are new to What the Pod, What the Pod is a podcast where I ask random people that I've met on the internet to come onto my podcast to talk about their podcast. So we're really, really deep in the podcast matrix right now, but I promise you'll come out of it with a whole playlist of dope podcast to listen and subscribe to and today continuing in the trend of international women's history month i have on today miss mary ann everybody welcome mary ann to the show hi (laughs) how are you good thank you thank you so much for having me yes yes thank you for uh coming on so tell us a little bit about yourself and what your podcast is okay uh my name's mary ann and i'm from new zealand I, my podcast is about all things paranormal, unexplained, things that go bump in the night, mysteries like spontaneous human combustion, paranormal, ghosts, hauntings, poltergeist, incubus and succubi, um, UFOs and experiences, and cryptozoology, of course, so monsters, myths, the fae, all that sort of thing, anything that belongs in the shadows. Oh my gosh, you just gave me so many things. I was like furiously writing things down. Like I have to ask about all of these things because I'm so interested <laughs> in all of them. Um, so really quick for the people listening um, in their cars or whatever, what's the name of your podcast? Walking the Shadowlands. Awesome. So go ahead. Remember that for those who are just listening to the uh, audio version. But for those watching at home, it's going to be down in the description. So Marianne, tell us, how did you get into anything paranormal how did this all start well it's kind of a long story (laughs) um and i don't usually put my face out there so this is a bit different for me uh being being on a, a live video i've been um my entire life i i'm a spiritual sensitive i'm a uh clairvoyant medium um clairsentient and I've had experiences my entire life. I'm 65 shortly. So it's been a lifelong, a lifelong thing. I uh, started when I was very young. Um, I've had experiences with star people and UFOs my entire life, which kind of uh, my time with my star people just sort of enhanced my clairvoyant abilities, sort of brought them to the fore. Uh, so it's been for me walking in the shadowlands has been part of my life my entire life so for me it's just as much a part of of my everyday life as breathing is really it's nothing out of the ordinary for me so I started a Facebook group by the same name as the podcast walking the shadowlands and my members kept saying to me Marianne you should start a podcast you should start a podcast you know we would listen to what you have to say and I thought I'm not that interesting you know why <laughs> would I get anybody who would be even interested in listening to what I have to say but I did 
and uh, I really love my podcast. I love doing it, and you know, you never run out of topics to talk about. Yes, yes, and okay. So I'm a major fan of everything that you're talking about. I personally am a person that thinks that who knows what's out there. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a question. I'm constantly questioning everything and everything that you're saying to me is something that I watch on documentaries like tirelessly, like UFOs and all that. So when you say star people, can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Because I'd like to hear more. Okay. Star people is the term I give to extraterrestrials because as a child, they were people from the stars. And so they just became star people and that's what they've been for me my entire life. Um, do you want to hear experiences? Yeah, or? yeah. Just give us a little bit, if you if you will. Okay, my first my first recollection of seeing star people was when I was about three. Uh, my my father used to be a share milker, which in New Zealand is kind of like a farmer, a dairy farmer, kind of like. And we lived out way out in the country. Now in New Zealand, in the country, in those days. Back in the 50s, um, there was not a lot of traffic. There were metal roads or dirt roads. There was not a lot of street lights and not many cars. So we had been out somewhere one night and we were coming home and uh, there was myself, my sister, my half-sister, my mum and dad in the car. And the, my other two sisters, my half-sister, my other sister were older than me. And I was the youngest and there was this uh, light behind the car and because it was low to the ground and it was very bright and my parents just thought it was another car following us so we didn't pay too much to although it was unusual you know it wasn't unheard of so we didn't pay too much attention to it <clears throat> and then we got to the point in the road where we had to turn off and go down a track to go to the farm now the gate was shut we always keep the gate shut so the cattle can't get out um, which is a normal thing you do on farms and um as we turned off to go down the road, the light that was behind us shot up. Oh, vertically? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that vertically? Or? Air, I yeah. Was getting, yeah. So it shot right up and was gone. And and that's when my parents realised that, oh, that wasn't a car. That was something else. Anyway, we got to the gate. And as we got to the gate, all of a sudden, uh, the car stopped to so somebody could get out and open it all of a sudden this light came down over the top of the car like you see in the movies it was a bright white light though and and my parents were freaking out my sisters were crying my mum and dad were arguing Daph go and open the gate Leo I'm not getting out of this car you go and open the gate because they were terrified and anyway I was excited because I knew I knew who they were. I could feel them. They were my star people. And in the light, in the bright light, you could see these forms outside of the car. You could see a humanoid shape. And they were walking around the car, coming to the windows, uh, right around the car. And that's the last thing I remember of that experience. Oh, my God. I am on the edge of my seat right now. It is cool. Oh, my goodness and we we constantly think we see things in the air and i'm like there's no way i mean maybe that's a drone or whatever but 
Whoa, what an experience. And this was, you were growing up in New Zealand, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, yes. so, yeah, yeah, you're out on a farm, and Indi- this sounds like, New Zealand sounds like Indiana, pretty much, in the United States. Yeah, like, yeah. Farm pretty land. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I've, I've grown up in a similar kind of thing. Wow, thanks for sharing that. That is, that's awesome, and it's like, I felt like I was inside of a documentary. So definitely, folks, if you like that little taste of it, go visit her podcast. Um. Okay, so tell us a little bit more. You're talking about monsters. Like, what's a, what's a, a monster that most people don't think is real, but is actually real? Well, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's real. I, I kind of I think that, too. Like, a big animal. We, those could be. Is it a man, though? Is it a... Tell me about Bigfoot. Oh, look. He's all over the world. Uh, I've done a, a number of episodes on him, actually. Um, I've done one with a chap that, that uh, in the States called Hunting Bigfoot, and he goes out looking for Bigfoot deliberately. But he's known through d- for by different names throughout the world. Like, for example, in New Zealand, he has a number of names. He goes by the Moiho Man. Um, and he has an, uh, a couple of other names. In Australia, he's called the Yahweh. Uh, in other countries, uh, I can't remember offhand other countries' names, but every country has a version of, of the Bigfoot creature. They just go by different names. Yeah, yeah, like like mermaids, for example. I think mermaids are real. People don't think that, but I'm like, dude, people back in cave days were drawing what they saw and they all mm. have cave drawings of half people have fish so it has to be real right oh that's interesting that brings up an interesting point there is um a a, a, a group of star people who are half human half fish yes but if you look up the doggone tribe in south africa i think it's d-o-g-o-n um, they had contact with these beings. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're telling me that they're extraterrestrial beings. See, because my theory these is that ones... Pangea just kind of sunk, and with adaptation, there are people who are half fish, half people. Well, you know, and it's funny that you bring up the mermaids because I was just speaking with the lady I told you about earlier uh, about the subject, mm-hmm. about mermaids. And uh, she was saying, and I agree with her, there's so much of the ocean that hasn't been explored, that hasn't been mapped, that we know nothing about where there could be species living like mermaids. And but mermaids. what if they do know? Because they constantly give us movies like Atlantis and tell mm-hmm. us the Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle, mm-hmm. like ships just disappear. What if that's that civilization of people just taking people and living in stealth mode? Is, uh, is that too well, far-fetched? No, I don't think so. I think anything's possible, you know? Yeah. Uh, who knows? And that's, Isn't that exciting, though, I to know. have these mysteries? I yeah, know. especially because I feel like these uh, like Disney and all these different movies that come out, they're telling us some truth in them, I believe, because nobody nobody's imagination is this great that they're just making up all this stuff. And, you know, that's not how this works. No, it's not. And and actually, I did ask my star people one time, I, I said to them, how much truth is there in these shows like? Star Trek and all these science and he said well we've given people a lot of information that's what I'm thinking oh my goodness that is that's just phenomenal that that can even be a possibility um 
Okay, so we talked about mermaids. What is one of the most fascinating, like, monster encounters or stories that you've you've had over the time? Monsters. <sighs> well, my latest episode, um, which is called South of the Border, uh, it, I have a, a, a really lovely chap on who has a show um, uh, called Unexplained Mexico, and he studies all these cryptids in Mexico, all the legends. He said, because there's so many in Mexico that people don't know about because they've not been translated into English. Mm-hmm. So he, well, I know I, I don't know how to pronounce it and I'm scared I'll butcher it. Um, they have a version of fairy folk. And there's uh, actually, they were building a bridge to one of the major airports in Mexico and the bridge kept collapsing. And um, finally some local people said it's because of these beings, and I can't think of the name offhand, um, these fairy beings, you didn't ask permission to be able to build on the land. You need to give them offerings and ask permission. So they did that. They gave them offerings, they asked permission, and actually under the bridge they built a little house for them, a little house for them. And after they did that, they never had any more issues with building the bridge. What? Yeah, I, I can't think of the name of the of their fairy folk. Oh, yeah. So you're saying Gosh, like fairies so as in like little like Tinkerbell fairies? No, no, more no. like little gnomes. Oh, really? Okay, mm-hmm. like little trolls under a bridge kind of thing? Mm, sort of, sort of, sort yeah. Of. That's that's pretty fascinating. And I mean, uh, do you think a, a fair amount of this is like folklore just passed on from, you know, year to year? Uh, are you asking if I think that it's just a story? No, I uh, no, I don't. I absolutely believe in the Fae. I know they exist. That's not an issue for me. See, the thing is, there's so many more realities. Think of this planet like an onion and mm-hmm. the Earth being like the core of an onion. And every layer of the onion is another dimension of being, another reality. And there are so many more realities wrapped around this one than most people are aware of. And the fae, the fairy folk, um, whatever name they go by, they live in one of those dimensions. Yeah, I was I was just talking to someone about um, like time being relative. And I read this book called Frequency by Penny Pierce. And um, she was basically saying like how time isn't linear like our life it's more spatial and all these things are happening around us. We're just on a different frequency. Right. So it's funny that you say the earth is like an onion because I have this theory. Um, we just moved recently to California, just across the country from Indiana. And I had this theory that there's this version of me back there still, if that makes sense, because <laughs> what if I never decided 
to do the things you know i think there is a version of me that never changed her ways never did all this i also recently lost weight so i'm like every single day the decisions that i make lead me to the person that i'm becoming or the person that i am because there's no mm. becoming right because mm. the future doesn't exist so how true do you feel about you're shaking your head so give me your, your thoughts on oh that. look you were just going into an area that i absolutely love one of my favorite areas and it's an episode that i did called a glitch in the matrix, a holographic reality. Mm-hmm. And I did like about 30 hours plus research for the show. I just, it was like writing a thesis. And what you're talking about is parallel realities, parallel dimensions. And um, there's a lot of theories, uh, theoretical physicists, oh, some big names. And, and there's links to them on my on my website uh, under that episode. I've got links to each of the major theoretical physicists in the world and their thoughts on this being, this reality being a holographic reality. Mm-hmm. Like it's just uh, a projection of what you create in your mind? No. no. What is, okay, so tell, school me on that part. So they're thinking that a holo- that this world that we exist in doesn't actually exist that it's a hologram created by a more intelligent species and we're like avatars in this hologram in this i can i can kind of get down with that too i've i've looked at a couple different things on that and that's my reason for believing in that a little bit is just or being able to hear that and accept that is because you know why do we sleep no people mm-hmm. never think about that like why, why do we need to sleep and it's almost like when you sleep you leave this dimension and do something it's almost like that's where it's like is this a simulation or are we spirits having a human experience if that makes sense we are spirits having a, a human experience but we're having a human experience in a holographic reality. In it's a really holographic like, reality. Yeah, you know, it's like these movies like Inception and The Matrix. The Matrix, really, the guys that wrote that did a really excellent job. A really excellent job. The first one, I don't know about the others, I never saw the others, but the first one, you see, because like this, this chair that I'm sitting on isn't actually solid. It's a bunch of atoms vibrating against each other, yeah. With with a huge amount of space between them, but we just perceive it as solid, mm-hmm. but it's not. There's a quote, and I'm going to butcher the quote because I can't remember it from from the Matrix movie, and it's um, Neo, not Neo. Uh, what's that guy that he was looking for? I can't think of his name. Morpheus, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "What is reality?" Um, butchering this quote um, all reality is is electrical neurons firing in your brain that creates your perception of reality yeah yeah I, I believe that that's I believe it because people will all sit in the same room and have the same experience but tell the story completely different it's Absolutely. like It'll never be my, my perception is never going to be your perception. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's wild. It's very bizarre. But I love the fact that that is a possibility, you know, and that's why I think manifestation works. It's because you repeat these things over and over or you write down that and you just made it real for the first time. You made it physical and that's how it creates itself. That's that's a really that's a really good way of looking at it actually yeah 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 so so tell me 
what what about the universe? I think people throw the word universe out a lot now. So what right. is your conception of uh, perception of what the higher being is? Is it the universe for you? Is it just space? Um, you're asking if I believe in God? What um, is your no. version of God? <laughs> I don't. I don't believe it. I have a bit of a different understanding because I come from the knowledge that my star people have taught me. So my perception of God is quite different. The term God, think of God as like a governor or an overseer of a specific area, but they're not the higher power. They're not so. Who is the higher power? I don't know. You could call it universal consciousness if you like. I, I've um, read that in a bunch of books. Universal consciousness, just the presence of just the presence, yeah. Energy, because energy mm. is n neither created or destroyed. So, talk about what do you believe about the afterlife? Oh uh, well, so, yeah. This is really tricky because my knowing is is quite different. There is an afterlife, absolutely. Um, there is a spirit realm. These bodies are just like cars that we use to get from point A to point B. And when that car is rusty or worn out or breaks down and it no longer serves us, we discard it and move on. And that's what these physical bodies are. But the soul of us, who we are, lives forever energy never dies it simply transforms into a different that's the first law of physics yeah that's the first law of physics neither mm. created or destroyed and i talk about mm. that all the time so that's just just fascinating okay so which part haven't we talked about we haven't talked about paranormal yet so take me paranormal like uh, what would you like to know where would you like to go in the paranormal like it's, so okay. it's so fast so i'm here in la and this uh hotel cecil thing is like oh, viral yes. right now like so i was actually um when we first moved here we were staying with a friend like two buildings over from that hotel i didn't know anything about the paranormal i didn't know the show wasn't even being produced yet they actually were shooting a lot of it right when I was there, which is very, right. very, very crazy. So now there are people camped out there. They're trying to break in. They're taking pictures. They're doing all that. But for me, it was just a regular thing. I will say the rats that were in front of there, I believe are possessed by whatever demon or <laughs> spiritual, because the, the rats specific, like in LA are crazy. But when you run past the building, like at night, they're like, are going up the wall it's like crazy they're everywhere in front of this building just to wow. give everybody the other wow. side of this because you won't see that part on tv but that is what's really happening wow. yeah. I've seen, I've never, uh, yeah that, that's a your country thing i've never seen rats oh yeah it's a city thing like yeah. it's it's not but they're they're huge they're honestly they're like squirrels here if that makes sense yeah oh, there are really? that many of them but they really wow. only come out at night and they're they're pretty big though they're pretty they could be a small dog some of them like, <laughs> no exaggeration it gets, no it gets intense which is why i usually don't walk at night you know you can hear them in the trash cans there's just a there's a lot of garbage here because a lot mm, of people mm, live mm. here um, and L.A. has a huge, like, homeless population as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of people on the streets, you know, constantly, too. So it just attributes to, uh, you know, that. the situation. Yeah. yeah. So but that was that was the one thing that I took away from just being on that block was that. But there was they're saying that the building is like possessed with different spirits. There have been serial killers who live there. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a woman who uh, they had a video of her on an elevator and like she oh, possessed. Yes. 
Yeah, and then she like they found her in the water tank or something like that. Yeah. So, do you do things like that? Do you use any science with it, or what? What's your take on like paranormal? Um. Well, as a medium, I can tell you that life exists after I I have a lot to do with spirit. Going back to that, I keep getting drawn back to that building and my gut intuition tells me that um, it's not the building, it's something to do with the land it's on and how it was used. Maybe. We should look that Uh, up. I have no idea. It was a train station. A train station was on that that corner. I know that for sure because my friend lives in that building. Some areas have, most native cultures throughout the world have areas that they will avoid because they are sacred or they are tapu, um, um, or they are areas that you must avoid at all costs. And this is generally because of the energies associated with that area and often because there are earth elementals that live in that area. Yeah, and not all elementals are friendly towards humans. And my gut feeling is that there is a very, very old energy that lives on that area. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying an energy that lives on that area? Um, is that like a person that was there, or you're saying it's just mostly like an energy force from the earth? Uh, I, I suspect an elemental. Yeah, elemental. Yeah, I was reading yeah. a little bit about different yeah. like energy uh, hubs in the world and yeah. a bunch of places where mysterious things happen and there are certain elements that are like in just just higher presence there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's the most interesting show you've ever had? Like uh, Wild Your Mind and everything for you. Oh, uh, well, there's been so many of them. <laughs> I, I can my, tell you love it all. I do. I love it. I, my favorite, my favorite shows are the the one I just mentioned, the um, a glitch in the matrix, the holographic realities. I really love doing that. That was in my first season, and that's consistently been in my top ten episodes uh, since it since it was aired. Um, I had a guest last season, who a, a guy who wrote a book called Escaping from Eden. And this chap was really interesting. I, I was a bit hesitant about interviewing him because he was a pastor and he'd been a pastor for four years. And mm-hmm. and I'm not, a, you know, I, I'm not about religious discussion. That's not what my that's not what my podcast is about. And so I was a bit hesitant about about interviewing him. But I read his book and it was amazing. Now this chap was a pastor for like. 40 years he taught pastors he studied ancient theology not just religious texts not just christian religious texts but old religious texts all over the world um with african african um some african tribes in egypt all over the world and he went all over the world and he studied these and then he had an accident and he was stuck at home and he thought well let me go back and study restudy the genesis scriptures because there's something there that just doesn't sit right for me and and so he went over the genesis scriptures and through his study of the scriptures and other um ancient writings from different cultures throughout the world he came to the conclusion 
of what I had known my entire life, that humanity was created by a race of extraterrestrial beings and it's recorded in Genesis. So the, so that's on your episode. You said season... Season six is called six. Escaping from Eden. Ex Escaping from Eden. Wow. And it's one of my good... favorite episodes. Yeah. Down. I, I definitely want to hear that one. It's oh, he was, he's such an interesting chap. And he talks about, I think it's a Zulu legend mm -hmm. about how the earth was created and how the gods came from the skies. Yeah. And yeah, it's really, I, really cool. I studied a uh, world religion. Um, so I went to Catholic school in. Well, we're not really Catholic. It's a private school, but we had to take religious studies our whole all of the years, and we took world religions, and they taught us all of these different religions, and it was right. so just peculiar how they all had these same archetype stories with just different names, you know. So exactly. that's when I started to be like, okay, mm -hmm. I just want to meet people of different cultures just to hear what they have to say because they probably have the same kinds of stories or yep. you know the same identical story, you know. So that is just. That's awesome. Gonna definitely yeah, gonna that, that. that was probably one of my favorite, favorite episodes. And I was so hesitant about interviewing him because I thought it was going to be all religious and, and preachy. And it was just wasn't. And it really taught me a lot about myself and my own biases. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. It really. And I find that doing podcasts does that. Uh, like, I tend to have more guests than do solo episodes these days, and I just learn so much. I'm like a sponge. I can't get enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, so and especially much. when you're interested in it. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is... And the, the other, the third one, sorry, mm -hmm. the third one um, is... Uh, um, I can't... My mind's just gone black. I can't think of the name. It was before Escaping from Eden, the episode before that. And it was this chap who had a near-death experience. Oh, it was the most... I cried when I was interviewed. I was trying to be professional, but my head... Fortunately, it wasn't video. Had mm -hmm. tears bawling down my eyes while he was telling me his story. He was um, uh, in his 20s, I think. And he had gone to say goodbye to a friend at a train station in England. And it was winter and he had a thick winter coat on. And as he left the train, the, the, the door shut and his coat got caught in the train on the station. And he thought, no worries, you know, they, they just flip open again and I'll just... But it didn't. The door stuck in his train and the train took off with him still attached. Yeah, yeah. Oh and God. he was dragged under the train and everybody on the train saw this happen. And he was dragged under the train and the train went over him and stopped some a few hundred yards down the track and um he was he survived he was rushed to hospital with major injuries to his arm and he died at the hospital and he had this near-death experience and oh gosh it was just so touching and when he came back um he had to learn to you know, he had injuries he had to deal with and he had a lot of rehab. But he came back being able to paint and he'd never been able to paint before. And he also composes symphonies and he never did anything like that. And that his artwork is beautiful and his symphony, his music is just lovely. And he met these beings who healed him while he was there and he saw himself out in the universe being healed. Oh it was... The most amazing story, amazing story. And those would be my top three favorite 
get the oh, I love a good near-death experience with a spiritual uh, aspect to it. I read one about a kid who uh, died in a hospital. And he flew over his body and could see his parents and stuff. And he came back like it was like ten minutes or something, not too something too long. But um, he, when he came back, he could he told them everything that was happening in the waiting room, and they were like, mm-hmm. "How did you know this?" And this dude specific, I read online, it says he's like in his twenties or something now. He's like, yeah, knows all this stuff and said the same thing. Like, yo, there's a different experience out there. They're mm-hmm. definitely extraterrestrial beings. Mm-hmm. So I have to listen to these episodes. This sounds like everything that I watch on TV, but it'll just be podcasts, which I just love. Just podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's awesome. Okay. So I have to ask a question about uh succubi and succubus. Incubi and succubi. Incub okay, tell me the difference. Um, they're always getting confused. Incubi is the male that has sex with females, and succubi is the female that has sex with males. So okay. these are spirits, um, all entities. Some are earth spirit uh, humans that have not moved on who were rapists or um, really nasty people in life like mm-hmm. that, and they were predatory in life and oh, they just con- yeah. they just continue that in death um so very often um there's a school of thought that says the incubi and succubi are the same creature and they just simply change form so they change into a female if they're going to assault a male into a, a male if they're going to assault a female very often these encounters are non-consensual they're rape and the the victims are totally traumatized. It's the same as a regular rape victim, except it's a little bit, and I, and it's different because with a rape victim of a physical person, they can say, "Well, this person touched me or tried to fight them off, and whatever." But for a victim of an incubus or a succubus, they don't have a physical thing, and it's enough to go through the experience of being raped without saying, well, look, I was raped by a ghost. Who's going to believe them? Yeah. Why are succubi uh, portrayed on TV as like these cool things then? Because I feel like when you watch, do you watch like um, uh, any of these paranormal shows? That yeah, are, yeah, you know? yeah. They do. That, they they portray them. Well, and, and in some cases, it is consensual. In some cases, there are people who deliberately go out and seek these experiences with incubi and succubi because they, for whatever reason, prefer that to a human experience. I can okay. See, I I don't know what show I'm thinking about, but I think it's one of them vampires. I don't know, but the succubus would. It was a girl, and she would. She kept a man like under lock and key, like almost like that was her. He couldn't leave her. Vampire Diaries? Vampire Diaries? Okay, maybe that wasn't a succubus. Maybe that was a siren. What's a siren? I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. That's what I'm like. I think is it was yeah, yeah. I think that was, I think she was yeah. a succubus. But they were under some kind of like contract and they had to like break it or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sometimes sometimes people do make contracts with them, agreements with them. Uh, but that's rare. Mostly it's it's non-consensual. And um sometimes with consensual one. In fact, there was one that was in Britain that was televised all over Britain a few years ago. It was this woman who married this pirate. 
he he presented as a pirate to her and she married him it was all over the tv oh, in new zealand and in britain and she was interviewed all over the tv and she was so in love with this pirate and she was going to marry him and they had sex and they had you know it was really enjoyable blah 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 then then uh, about a year later maybe she came back and and she was really ill um she her health was declining now see the thing is that with the human ones that's fine uh, but many of these entities that do this are actually energy vampires and what they're doing is they're draining your energy they feed off the energy that you give them willingly or mm -hmm. non-willingly yeah, And so this woman's health was suffering as a result. She was very physically ill. And she realized ultimately that every time he came and they had sex, she'd, be, she'd get sick again. Uh, so she realized that this was not a good relationship and she had him exercised. And did it work? Well, I guess so. I haven't heard anything more about oh, it. No, no. <laughs> I gotta look the story up now. Just, yeah, it's gotta... all over. It's all well. There's a link to it in my incubator on on my website, walkingtheshadowlands.com. Um, I have full written transcripts of every episode, and so there's in the incubus and succubus episode there is a link to her story there. Yeah. Whoo, that's good stuff. Okay, so last question here. How do you, how are you not afraid with all this stuff that's going on that you just, you just enter, you just tap into naturally? Like, how are you not afraid? Because most people are like, oh my God, a ghost and they get afraid. So yeah, like, what is it like for you? Well, if somebody was suddenly to appear in front of me, I'd get a fright and it would scare me initially because that's the normal human fight or flight response. That's just a thing you can't control everybody does that you know so you get a start but immediately after that i'm fine um the only thing that scares me in in all of this is spontaneous human combustion that's the only thing that i can honestly say scares me because they don't know what causes it it's a very real phenomenon and you know it could hit anybody so okay so there are just cases of people just combusting yep absolutely. why am i not hearing this that's not i haven't seen that on my timeline or anything yeah it's it's rare but it happens it yeah. absolutely happens yep I'm gonna look and it. it's a it's a it's a recorded medical phenomenon there are a lot of theories around why it might happen but they don't really know for sure so it's just like combustion, like completely, like every atom in your body is just gone. You just disappear, like vanish. Um, you burst into flames from the inside out. Oh, yeah. Okay, combustion. Yeah. You that. I was like, damn, that's science. Like, <laughs> you would just yeah. burst into flames. Yeah, and and usually, apparently, it's a blue flame. There is a, um, a case in the episode I did, which is just called spontaneous human combustion, where this chap burst into fire. his hand caught fire blue flames and he wasn't even aware of it he didn't feel it he was fishing with a friend it was his friend who saw it and put Did it they out put it out oh so if mm, you don't mm, put it out you can burn up mm. you think it's because the sun is so hot possibly no no uh, not that. Uh, no 
No, no, no. Because everybody like would be bursting into flames. Yeah. All little vampires. <laughs> what about like the phoenix? Because the phoenix burns itself up. Yeah, but it rises from the ashes. Oh, dang. I guess those people don't. Dang. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, you, is, is that a phoenix the real thing? Like, is that a just... I don't actually, you know, I've never looked into that one. There's one to look into. Thank you for that. I watch a lot of Harry Potter. So most of like, uh, yeah. what you're saying, I'm just imagining these things because that's how my imagination has got. So Harry, Harry Potter. Good, yeah. good series. Oh, I, like I love Harry Potter. Oh, we yeah. did a like Thanksgiving marathon. We watched every movie back to back to back. Oh, God. Oh, so that's good. great. That sounds like something my son would do. <laughs> yeah, it was just so good. And that was that was when I was growing up, Harry Potter. So. Yeah, you're start. about the same age as my son, I would say. Yeah, he has all the um, first editions of the Harry Potter books as they came out. I should have kept them. I I think I wrote in all of them. Like, I have them. They're probably still at my mom's house. But when I was a kid, I would just take my pen and be like, this is so awesome. You know, I was just like annotating like regular books, which is weird. And now my handwriting is like huge. You know, you look back and you're like, man, I really couldn't write. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming on, Marianne. I've had such a good time talking to you. And please remind the folks who are listening and not watching us where they can find you on the Internet. Oh, oh, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed my conversation. I'm on Instagram uh, at Walking the Shadowlands, Twitter at Shadowlands10. I have my website, www.walkingtheshadowlands.com. I'm also on TikTok, uh, which my kids get a real kick out of because I've only been on there for uh, a few weeks. I'm a bit slow to that party, but that's at um, Walking the Shadowlands. Sorry, my cat's just decided it's to all good. It's all good. Um, and um whoops sorry no you're all good you're all good i have a i have a dog that will walk through some at some point in the show so. <laughs> he's been good today yeah. um so yes i'm on twitter facebook uh facebook my facebook page is just walking the shadowlands oh wt shadowlands um my um website my facebook group is walking the shadowlands and I'm on any free podcasting platform, uh, including Amazon, um, every, Amazon every, Music, really. too. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, for those of you who are watching, um, all of this information will be in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you so much for listening to What the Pie. You, 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 and you. Please hit the like, subscribe, the bell, whatever, the follow, whatever platform that you're listening on. Make sure you don't miss an episode. As you can see, we've got pretty cool people coming on and you don't want to miss a show. I will see you next week. My name is DJ Treacy Treese and you have listened to What the Pod.